Are you going through a difficult time? Are you experiencing a season of life that has tested your faith? Hey sister, I'm Rachel Williams and I'm right there with you. I've walked through divorce, single parenting, and in December of 2021, I was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. I know what it means to feel lost, scared, and defeated. But the good news is that I know that God uses all things for good for those who love Him. I know that He has a plan for me of hope in the future. I want to pass that faith-based confidence on to you. So welcome to your new safe place. Enter into a community where you can be comfortable as we dig into biblical truths and discover hope for encouragement in your life. Because I believe that you are capable of powering through this season with tangible and actionable tools to rely on when you begin to feel hopeless. I'm here today to tell you, friend, that you can walk in godly freedom even when it's hard. It begins with uncovering God's promises in your life and arming yourself with God's truth so that you can conquer whatever hardships that you encounter. I'm here to guide you through the valley so that you can really live in truth and light. Let's shift our mindset from victim to victorious because we are warriors. So come fight with me, sister. Grab some coffee. And let's do this. Wednesday, friends. I'm so glad that you could join me today. I am dragging this week, y'all, after coming off of a four-day weekend. But let me just tell you about my weekend. I got home from school on Friday. I put on my pajamas, and I did not leave my house until Sunday morning to go to church. That may be a frequent occurrence for some of you, but for me, we always seem to have things going on, so that never happens for me, and it was wonderful. <laughs> but even after that, we went to church, which is literally my favorite part of the week, and then we went to eat at my husband's grandmother's house, and then we came home. I put on my pajamas again, and I did not leave the house again until time to go to school Tuesday morning. Y'all got so much done. We, we just moved, so we still had boxes on top of boxes to unpack. I'm almost finished with those. Plus, I got some much-needed snuggle time in with my little boy. The only thing missing, of course, was my girls. I miss them very much. They were with their daddy. Um, I, I still, it, it, that never gets easier for me. I still miss them every single time they leave. But overall, I feel rested and accomplished, which is a good way to feel at the beginning of another crazy busy week. But I tell you, at times when I am able to really be still and slow down and relax, my physical body is rested, but my brain, y'all, it is like a hamster on a wheel. It's like it senses the quiet and the stillness, and it feels like it needs to fill in that awkward void. You know, the, the situations where there's super awkward silence and you feel like you need to fill it with some kind of conversation, well, meet my brain, the socially awkward teenage boy that lives in my head. <laughs> We are in a place of transition right now in so many aspects of the word. We just sold our house and we are renting at the moment. So our next steps are heavy on my mind. Do we find land and build a house? Do we buy a house? Do we put a house on my parents' land? I'm praying really hard about it, but for some reason my brain could not shut it off this weekend. And I began to feel that old friend anxiety trying to creep back in. I'm very strange in the sense that I'm not a planner at all. Like, people who are closest to me are going to laugh at that statement. Like, I, I don't plan. But I do need security. I need to know that I'm where I'm going to stay in all aspects of the word. Relationships, homes, career. So if the foreseeable future is unknown, 
it's my nature to begin to feel really uneasy. So if you're part of my Facebook community, I posted a couple of weeks ago that I was conducting market research and asked if any of my listeners would be willing to let me ask a few questions in order to determine what my audience needs from me, you know, specific pain points, worries, struggles, so that I could really hone in in my niche so I could determine where to go from here specifically. Um, those of you who obliged, I am very thankful. If anyone else would be interested, it's not too late. I pay in coffee, so just shoot me a message and I'll get it set up. But among these questions, one of them was, what are you struggling with most right now? And several of you guys had the same answer. It was discerning God's will. How do I know that this decision that I am about to make is part of God's will for my life? How do I know it's not based on what I want? How do I know this little voice that I'm hearing is God and not the enemy talking? And my brain was like, you know what? Same. So for the past several days, I have been praying and researching ways in which to ensure that what we do is God's will for our lives, because that should be our ultimate goal in every decision we make, right? So I've come up with a checklist of sorts to ensure that we are walking in God's will. The first and probably the most important is to have a true relationship with God. He desires conversations and a deep relationship with us. All throughout the day, it's important to set aside time to really pray and study His Word, but it's also important that you have conversations with Him throughout the day. So rewind in time with me for just a second. Before the days of cell phones and caller ID, remember the landline phone ringing. Okay, our kids don't even know what this is anymore. But imagine running to that phone and picking it up with anticipation. It was like a present every time you answered. Surprise, you know, to hear who was on the other side. But imagine your best friend being on the other end of the line. They didn't have to say, hey, this is your best friend Susie. You knew who it was because you recognized his or her voice, right? The same thing applies here. Once you really know him, just like a best friend, you will recognize his voice. Not only will you recognize the sound of his voice, you will also get to know his character and his desires for your life so that you can know if what you are thinking truly aligns with his character how He loves, and what He wants for our lives. The second thing on our checklist is to glorify Him in the little things every day. When training for a race or working out in the gym, you often hear the term muscle memory. Okay, muscle memory is defined as the ability to reproduce a particular movement without conscious thought, acquired as a result of frequent repetition of that movement. Okay, so just like your physical muscles, once you begin to seek His will in the little day-to-day -day decisions, it will be easier to hear Him in the big life-altering moments. God is not going to speak to you for the first time during some huge life-changing decision and expect you to know what to do. Just like you wouldn't get off the couch and go run a marathon without training first, or go try to deadlift 250 pounds on your first day at the gym and expect your body to be able to perform the task. Seek God's will in every decision that you make. Will this glorify Him? Am I only doing this for my comfort or for my personal gain? Is this biblical or something that aligns with what I'm asked to do in the Bible? The third thing is probably the most obvious, but oftentimes it's things, the thing that gets put on the back burner. We say that we're going to do it, but we never actually take the time to genuinely do it. And that is pray and ask him to speak to you. Boldly go to him in prayer and say, God, I need you to tell me what to do. 
I'm hard-headed, so you may have to yell at me or put flashing lights around it. Go to the Lord in genuine conversation and ask Him to speak. Tell Him the pros. Tell Him the cons. Tell Him your worries and fears about the decision. Tell Him wholeheartedly the reasons that you are struggling with making the decision. He craves a relationship with us, as mentioned before. Just as you would go to a friend with all of these things, go to Him. The fourth thing kind of follows behind the third on the checklist. You have to make time to listen. Be still. If we are running and staying busy and watching Netflix and scrolling Facebook and busy, busy, noise, noise, but we wonder why God won't speak to us, sometimes it's because we haven't stood in the silence and given Him the chance to. Pray boldly and ask for direction and then be still enough to receive it. Five is to study His Word. Sometimes He speaks to us so clearly just through studying the Word. Psalm 119.105 says, that your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Treat it as such. It's always so amazing to me that I can read one specific part of the Bible one day in one season of my life and then read it again during a different season, and he speaks completely different to me based on that season and my needs. Sometimes you find the most clarity just by reading the Bible. I remember a specific time in my life when I was asking for advice from one of my mentors and she said, well, have you prayed about it? I said, well, a little. I said, have you spent time with him and his word? Well, no. She was very gracious about it, but I feel like she should have said, well, there you go, you big dummy. No wonder you have no idea what to do. Well, it sounds so obvious. Sometimes we really get caught up in the world and we fail to do the things that we know will bring about the most clarity. We get stuck trying to figure things out on our own, which only leads to murkiness, if that is a word, I may have just made that up, and an awful lot of anxiety. It's important that we remember that we were never built to handle everything on our own, and we were not built to withstand the weight of making heavy life decisions on our own either. So I have composed a list of questions to ask yourself the next time you find yourself in one of these situations. All right, the first question is, have I asked God to speak on this situation specifically? Have I asked him to give me an answer? All right, number two is, have I spent time in his word with an open mind and heart and seek of discernment and clarity? Number three, is this thing going to glorify God or glorify me? That's a tough one, y'all. Number four, does it align with what you have already been called to do? Okay, so a tangent here, spoiler alert. God is never going to send you your soulmate if you're already married. Just throwing that one out there as an example of this. I've read books, like more books than you would believe, um, and heard of instances where people say, I just felt like God put us together. No, not if you're married. Now, of course, there are instances of abuse and infidelity, and that's a whole other podcast lesson. I'm just making a blanket statement. If you're married, your spouse is God's will. But on a not-so-grand of a scale, if you know you have been called to something and this opportunity presents itself and is in the complete opposite direction of what you have already been called to do, I'm not saying that it's not possible, but it may take a lot of praying and conversating about this. Typically, what God calls you to do, He will call you to do until that thing is complete. Next, have I asked one of my support members, friends or family, 
Sometimes just getting an outside perspective can help you gain clarity as well. Everyone needs that one person that they can go to that gives sound biblical advice. If you don't have one of those, you really need to find one. And the last question that you should ask yourself is, does it align with scripture? When you really get into the word, you begin to learn how he speaks and you learn his heart and the kinds of things he asks of his people. And you can really begin to see things that are not from him. I think it's safe to say that all of us want to feel comfort in knowing that we are living in God's will. We fear making a wrong decision and messing everything up, but the good news is that God knows the decisions that we will make before we even make them, just as He knows the number of hairs on your head. He gave you the gift of free will, and He knows that we will mess up sometimes, but we also know that He has a plan for us, and as long as we come back to Him, faithfully and completely surrendering to His will, He will get us back on track. There is nothing that you could ever do or say or no plan that you could have blown up too much for Him not to love you. He is constantly waiting with open arms to welcome you back home. All you have to do is ask. Jesus, we thank you for the gift of forgiveness. And although we mess things up sometimes, we thank you for the gift of free will. We humbly come before you today and ask you to speak to us. Speak loud and clear so that we know without a doubt that we are making the right decisions for our lives, for our families, for our children. We just want to walk in your will. Show us the way. We pray for those that are injured or sick right now. Lord, please put your healing hand on them and guide them to complete health. It's in your precious name that we pray. Amen. I'm so glad you're here, friend. I'm here for you. If you have something specific that you would like for me to pray about, let me know. Join us back next week as we talk about leading our children in a way that honors God. See you then, friends. Thank you so much, friend, for joining us today. Again, please join our Facebook community and let me know how I can pray for you. Also, if you could give our podcast a review, I would so much appreciate that. And tune in every Wednesday for inspiration and encouragement as we work together to overcome challenges. Be intentional, sister, in your pursuit of Jesus, even in the valley, so that when others see you, they'll know she is a warrior.